The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Did you know that over 95% of all businesses fail within the first 10 years? By listening in to what Bob's guests have to say, plus direction from Bob Pritchard himself, it's our intention that you won't be among those statistics. Now, here's your host, Bob Pritchard. Hello, world. Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business Channel. We're heard in over 60 countries around the world. We're the number one global business radio show for entrepreneurs. And today we are broadcasting from a very hot Los Angeles. Now, on this program, we love entrepreneurs. This program is all about entrepreneurs, people who are creative and people who make something out of nothing. The show's about having enough guts to break out of the routine, put it all on the line and do something you really enjoy doing. Fuck working for a boss. That sucks. You want to go out and do your own thing. So let me tell you about Dean Jones. He's an average 28-year-old guy. He went to college, got a Bachelor of Commerce in finance, and then became an investment banker for Deutsche Bank. He was earning $300,000 a year. Then one morning he woke up and said, screw this, I'm not doing it anymore. And he left. In 2012, he and his wife founded Glam Corner, which is an online rental service for designer fashion at about 15% of the retail price of the clothes. Now, this business grew to the point where they had a lot of momentum, a lot of traction. So then they started speaking to investors. So everybody thought, this guy's nuts. You're earning 300 grand a year and you just get up and walk away with no security, no income, no anything. So that's a that's a big move. So even and it make things worse. He didn't know anything about fashion. He didn't know any you know, and he'd never been in e-commerce. So, but he knew the basics. How do you make money? How do you manage costs? And how do you manage that growth strategy? So once you know, once he got that under control, he was away. So in April this year, they secured their first round of seed funding and uh, build a more scalable logistic platform. They've got 500 dresses and 30,000 followers. That's three times their nearest competitors in the space, and they've only just started. So in a market worth tens of billions of dollars, this startup could really be on the way to a good thing, and they're really doing well already. They've got, they need much more clothes to be able to meet the demand. So there are so many great entrepreneur stories, and here's another one I think you like. I think one of the things to bear in mind if you're thinking about being an entrepreneur, you don't have to be a tech entrepreneur or be another Zuckerberg. You can be an entrepreneur by opening a dry cleaning store or opening a dog walking business. That's equally 
as important an entrepreneur. Now, Graham Cochran is a 32-year-old, never expected to make any money at all. He was a musician bumming around. He now earns a million bucks a year. He moved to Florida with his wife and newborn daughter. And uh, then the startup that he was working for went belly up. He lost his job. He'd never been entrepreneurial. And like most people, he was scared to death of taking the risk. He wanted a stable job that paid his bills and, you know, put his kids through school and not have any debt. Same, same stuff that everybody wants. And when his savings started really dwindling and he got to broke, he turned to the passion job that he, he did on the side, which was freelance recording and sound mixing. He had this little thing where he made a couple of bucks here and a couple of bucks there. And so he had to bring in some money and he was bringing him in about a thousand bucks a month. So he thought, well, I'll keep doing that. At least it's bringing in a thousand a month. So on the side, he started a casual blog to answer questions that he got from people who, who were following him um, about technical things because he, you know, he knew a fair bit about technical, particularly recording. So in 2010, he ramp, rebranded the blog The Recording Revolution and sure, for two years, didn't make any money. Today, five years later, the site earns between seventy-five dollars and $100,000 a month. So he started off giving free content, and then he added in-depth video courses, and he charged people you know, 399 bucks, and then he increased it to 897 bucks. Then he brought in a monthly membership of 27 bucks a month, and over 7,000 people have taken this courses. So now he says that losing his job and feeling the pressure to do something non-traditional was a great thing. Now he only works 10 hours a week in his business. rest of the time he spends with his family. So he was giving good content. This is the great lesson for other content creators to set themselves apart. Develop a clear voice in your niche be different, differentiate yourself and stick to it. Don't just provide information. There are fucking millions of people doing that. They're everywhere. But put your unique view out there and put a spin on it. Everything you do lives or dies by your content. Now, you need to write every article and make every video as if it's the only piece of content that your audience is ever going to see. So you really make it good. They'll keep reading. They'll keep coming back. Now, I don't know about you, but you go onto any of your apps and it really pisses me off that every five seconds there's an ad pops up everywhere. Well, we might be just about to get a break. It looks like Apple is about to allow its users to block ads from their iPhones and iPads. So... Apple's developer documentation detailing what's new in Safari, which, as you know, is the um, Apple's internet browser, highlights this change. The document says that the new Safari release brings content blocking Safari extensions to iOS. Content blocking gives your extensions a fast and efficient way to block cookies, images, resources, pop-ups, and other content. Fantastic. Now, that would be a huge blow for online publishers because they rely on advertising for most of their revenue. So they're going to have to 
produce content that people are going to have to pay for, which is going to make it very difficult to sell it. So Apple allowing ad blocking would further push the technology into the mainstream. Now, the number of people, there are a lot of people still blocking, blocking ads now. The number of people with ad blockers worldwide grew 70% year on year to 144 million people in 2014. Still, that's a lot short of the 3 billion that have got internet. And it's expected to rise to nearly 250 million this year. Previously, ad blocking companies have found it difficult to build for mobile. Um, one of the reasons, one of the most popular ad blockers, which is Adblock Plus, as you probably know, recently created its own Android browser, is because its previous Android browser, it, the extension was removed um, by Google's App Store for violating rules on interfering with other apps' functionality. And iOS had been described as a walled garden uh, where it's more difficult to get an API. Not so anymore, it seems. Apple CEO Tim Cook recently launched attacks against Silicon Valley technology companies that collect data about users so they can sell them ads. And this was obviously a big swipe at Facebook and Google. Cook said these companies are gobbling up everything they can learn about you and trying to monetize it. We think that's wrong, and it's not the kind of company that Apple wants to be. Now, if you're a cynic, you could probably infer that by blocking ads, Apple's hoping it can shift news and magazine consumption away from the browser and directly onto its own app, where it has a chance of monetizing the space. Now, Apple being Apple and gobbling up every dollar that everybody's got everywhere... I'll be watching this space because this be could be a um, a big change. A new report came out this week providing a breakdown of who's on each of the different social networks. The top trend over the last year has been the gross growth of image-focused social networks, and this fits in well with our interview uh, at the break with Helen Mitchell, who has got the best idea for creating branded custom videos it is a ripper she's um out of australia but the company's in uh, austin texas and they are killing them so you want to listen to that interview it's great um particularly you know the pinterest and the instagram uh, snapchats are doing very very well so here are a few of the key takeaways from the report pinterest's got tremendous reach but only among women 42 percent of women report being on pinterest compared with only 13% of men. Instagram's become the most important and most used social network for US teenagers, with 32% of US teenagers citing it as their most important social network, compared with only 14% saying Facebook. Facebook's being used a lot more for business purposes. It's really, really making huge strides from a business point of view. Snapchat, Vine and Tumblr have the youngest user base of the networks. 45% of chap Snapchat's adult users are under 24 and uh, followed by Vine and Tumblr where they've got 28%. LinkedIn has incredible adoption amongst highly educated and high income earners with nearly 50% of Americans with an income of 75000 or more being listed on 
LinkedIn. I use it all the time. I could not live without my LinkedIn. And I've got the, um, I can't think what it's called, the Premier um, version, which is about 800 bucks a year or something, but it, it's just phenomenal how you can use it. The ageing of Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn users and even Pinterest is, is more apparent than ever. It's especially true of Facebook. Less than 40% of Facebook adult user base is under 34. But that kind of makes sense when you think of it because the young internet savvies pick up on these things first and it takes a while for them to fringe out to the older age groups. So I don't think any of those trends are surprising. Last week I mentioned the Australian Institute of Sales Management and Marketing. Uh, I joined about 20 years ago and it's really assisted me in my business. It's given me a lot of information, lots of tutorials and whatever and uh, it's enabled me to network with a lot of really incredible people. Um, I'm really proud to be part of America's premier training organisation. And uh, so anybody, there's a company director, a manager, an executive through to marketing specialists or engineers or trainers or consultants or students or whatever the hell you are, um, all work with the Institute with one goal, people and company, growth and success. So if you're interested in becoming a member, Go to AISMM.us. Oh, I, I forgot to mention that I've just been uh, made the honorary member, of the honorary president of the uh, AISMM, American Institute for Sales Marketing Management, which is a long way from being a humble member just 20 years ago. Now, after the break, I've got a chat with a longtime friend of mine from Australia, a lady named, named Helen Mitchell who over 20 years ago founded a digital advertising agency called Mantis and then spent 10 years making high-end, big-budget corporate videos and television commercials for people like Microsoft and Unilever, people with deep pockets. Then she decided that she could automate the whole post-production process, not only simplifying how video is used, but saving everybody a ton of time and money. So right after this break, we're going to find out just how successful this female dynamo has been. I'm Bob Pritchard. This is Voice America Business Channel, and I'll be back right after the break. Do you want your business to achieve results you never thought possible? Bob Pritchard is recognized as the business leader's advisor and has 30 years of experience as a straight-talking troubleshooter for Fortune 500 companies and SMEs across the world. Whether you need a checkup across all departments of your business or simply want to improve marketing, advertising, performance measurement, or some other area, Bob Pritchard will work his magic so you can blow away your competition. Bob Pritchard is also one of the most in-demand speakers in the world. Over 1,500 clients on five continents and countless standing ovations are a testament to how he changes the fortunes of business. Pick up Bob's new book, Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, at your nearest bookstore or visit Bob's website at www.bobpritchard.com. Remember, if you want to be successful, call Bob Pritchard now. Worldwide phone numbers and more information can be found at bobpritchard.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
You are listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. This is the Straight Talking Business Show, where we give you an insight into the lives of some of the world's really interesting business people, people that are successful. We talk about the services they provide, and we try to find out what makes them tick. You know, it is extremely hard to create a successful business, and we need all the help we can get, and that's why it's important to listen to interviews like these and find what other people have done that have made them successful and help them get over the hurdles that every one of us face. And as I've said to you all many, many, many times before, one of the most important things when you set up a business is to make sure that you've got great advisors and mentors. Get some mentors, people who have been there and done it and made the mistakes so that they can help guide you through those pitfalls. Now at the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, we salute entrepreneurs and we particularly love female entrepreneurs and there's been a, a big increase in female entrepreneurs over the last few years and uh, you know I spoke last week about one of the interesting things about entrepreneurs is that um, uh, it's not only young and techie people that can become entrepreneurs you can be an entrepreneur if you buy a dry cleaning service anything where you go out and you do it yourself and you become your own boss and you grow your business that's being an entrepreneur so I invite everybody to be a, an entrepreneur because working for a boss sucks. Today, <laughs> I have on the show a longtime friend of mine from Australia, a lady named Helen Mitchell, who over 20 years ago founded a digital advertising agency, I speak for a living, called Mantis, and then spent 10 years making high-end corporate videos and television commercials for companies like Microsoft and Unilever. All her clients were big companies with big budgets that were making formulaic videos with brand, music, voice, content, you know, all the stuff. Then one morning, two o'clock in the morning, she woke up in a start in bed and she grabbed the pad next to the bed and a pen and she said, aha! We could modulize these concepts of brand and music and voice and content and style and automate the whole thing and save everybody a hell of a lot of money and really make creating videos easier and cheaper. So that was an aha moment. I made that all up. But as we've seen over the last couple of years, video is now critical to all business in almost every application and particularly small business you know it's amazing what you can achieve and what you can communicate with video so Helen created BusyVid which is an app that automatically turns any piece of video from your camera roll so you go out just shoot any piece of video on your iPhone or whatever phone you have and uh, it turns it into a professional business video in your brand and automatically distributes it, distributes it to your website and social channels. I mean, it's really that easy. It is very cool. Um, 
Helen began in Australia and now has a very successful business in Austin, Texas. I've got Helen on the line and let's see if we can find out more about BusyVid and what makes this female dynamo such a successful entrepreneur. Hi Helen, welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Thank you, Bob. I guess it wasn't a wake up at two o'clock in the morning aha moment, right? Well, it, look, it, it, it was over a period of time, you know, the pattern of seeing this uh, repetition of what people were doing with video. And yes, I think it took a little while from the moment the idea hit before the technology and the ability to do it yeah, actually sure. all came together. So that was probably a few years. But the idea itself, yes, I love the idea of waking up bolt upright in the middle of the night. It's good you can use that now. <laughs> You can use it. Yeah, thank Every you. Every time you do interviews, you go, aha, that was my aha moment. Um, so what was the motivation? That You know, you've got a very successful business. You've got a bunch of edit suites. You're doing all these commercials with fat money from fat businesses. Mm. Why would you give that up to go and be an entrepreneur and really take a huge punt along with all the pain and heartache and anguish and fights with your husband and all the rest of the shit that goes with that. Um, why would you do that? Well, that is a very, very good question. Um, <laughs> I get that answer a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, why would I do it? Well, look, I think there's no question that if you can come up with something for small business, I mean, why do we do anything? The, the, the joy of seeing somebody produce and create something that changes their world and, and in a business sense I've seen people that you know they grab a little testimonial they pop it on their Facebook page and then suddenly they feel like you know they've made a difference and they did it themselves rather than outsourcing and there's just something that's quite addictive seeing people in business have a win and Yes, um, look, there's politics that goes with, with, with large clients, you know, you, you get yeah. a little jaded after a while with the inability to just make a decision and follow through and just do it. You I know, understand it's not that perfectly. Hard, you know, and, mm. and there's a joy with small business or entrepreneurial, I know we've got a lot of startups that their message is changing, they know that they have to communicate with video and again, they're in there hands on, I just want to get it done. And so, yeah, I think I probably got a little hooked on the thrill of seeing people, I guess, take charge. The technology is all there. And then, you know, it's just bringing it together that was very satisfying and continues to satisfy as you, you know, take it out there. You try different things, but ultimately it's that, um, yeah, the, the, the excitement of, of seeing something work or not work and then fixing it and then, you know, going again. But, yeah. I guess that answers the question. Yeah, probably. Now, we, we all hear, and I say it all the time, that video is now absolutely critical for all business owners. Um, can you just elaborate a bit on just how important video is today and how the average business, and you know, we're, not, we're now not talking about the Microsofts and all that, we're talking about Fred and Mary who have, have got a business or they've irrespective of what the business are, is, why is video so important to them? Mm, okay. Well, look, the, the, the statistics I'll throw at you very quickly are that uh, there's going to be a 60% increase uh, this year for the use of uh, sales and marketing video. And so since uh, Google bought YouTube, the search rankings and the reason 
everyone should be, you know, paying attention is that if you want to be found online, if you want to be found as a business, you need to embrace video. Now, that can be in a very simple way or you can get more elaborate, but one way or another, get a darn video on your website. Um, think about it in your, uh, on your Facebook page, you know, your business Facebook page. It doesn't need to be a Ben-Hur production, mm-hmm. but because of the battle that's going on for the you know the supremacy you know facebook has just changed their algorithms to want to preferentially um promote and work with video so a business owner has to understand that if they put even a video on their home page they increase the chances of being found on first page search results by 53 times so what else can you do uh that's going to have that sort of level of um, uplift. Um, if you're trying to sell a, a, a product online, you have a 60% increase when you present the product with a video rather than just simple pictures and text. If you add it to emails, you've got a 400% increase in open rates. Again, add the video. So it, you can't ignore it. Yeah. I, I, I guess the, the big question is, um, there's, I don't know how many entrepreneurs and small businesses there are in America, but let's say there's 10 million, picking mm-hmm. a number, right? I don't know, I've got no idea, but let's say there's 10 million. How the hell do you cut through the fucking clutter mm-hmm. so that anybody even sees you? Well, yes, Does it I have to be it. funny? Does it have to be unique? Does it have to be zany? Do you have to have Lady Gaga running around with a tit showing? I mean, what, what have you got to do to get somebody to notice? Well, I guess my answer to that is, 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 you know, it might have been a little overused, but I like the word authentic. Um, you know, to me... What does that mean? Well, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. And incidentally, the Lady Gaga thing would work. It, it might, it might, in might. certain circles. But, you know, like, but think about a testimonial. I think that's the most uh, compelling thing for a business. If you're not comfortable having the camera pointing at yourself, yep. which, you know, is another conversation, The and there's a whole lot of reasons why you need to think about doing it. How about, uh, particularly with an iPhone, people are used to having that thing out, you know, at social gatherings, everyone's more relaxed. And the beauty of that is you can grab a, a little piece just talking about, you know, their experience with your service or your product or whatever. Grab that little, uh, that quick grab, brand it, pop it on your Facebook page. Obviously, you can get their permission, but it's, it's astonishing how that is real and people are wanting that sort of material to form their decisions. They're not wanting the makeup, the fans blowing and, you know, the perfect lighting. That's very passe. The new consumer doesn't want it well produced and over the top. They want it a little grungy, a little edgy, a little real and then they start to uh, to take notice of it. So I would be advising, yes, there's going to be a lot of noise. There's going to be a lot of activity in this space. But if you can keep it real, then it's an extension of your brand in the way that you communicate with video. So start thinking that way rather than big budgets and all the rest. Because if you keep it simple, you'll actually do it. Okay, you, you mentioned um, videos on email. Tell me how I'm I'm got a little business down the road. How do I get video and incorporate it into my um, email? 
Okay, well, we've actually got um, we've actually got some online training that shows you, um, particularly uh, just capturing the original video. We've got a, what we call a newsletter kit. Right. So it consists of a little tripod that you can sit on your desk. Uh, you can use a little, uh, we have a, a clamp that holds the phone in position, a lapel mic that you can quickly peg on, mm-hmm. and then you can you can start talking. And, and I've worked with everything from real estate, um, you know, realtors, right through to people in the car industry wanting to um, talk about a, a, a great secondhand BMW that's just turned up or whatever. And the common denominator is that they're telling a story they then produce that video on their iPhone in, in, in our process. You can obviously yeah. um, use a professional if you wish. Yeah. But the trick to it is that when you've captured that, uh, that footage, uh, you, you, you link the video. So any of your, your um, email marketing and automation uh, packages that you use will give the facility to allow that to be embedded. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, you can work with keeping it very very brief because now you're not needing a lot of text and you can just have that nice play button uh, very obvious and it's important to choose a you know a great graphic so that it's enticing to click right. on the uh, on the play button and then people will engage because uh, they're certainly not going to read but they can take a minute to and keep it concise that's the other thing you know we're not doing epic uh, long duration videos chunk it up keep it very concise and and practical and then and you'll be surprised at how it changes the way you communicate so okay a quick question along those lines what's the ideal length of a of a, a, a video if, you, if you're promoting your business or whatever it is is it is it a minute is it 30 seconds is it 10 seconds what will people watch before they go ho-hum I'm leaving look that's changing um, if you'd asked me a year ago I would have said the magic number would be 90 seconds you know a minute and a half right. and, and you're done now what they're finding is that a longer duration if it's relevant people will stay there longer. They used to look at the timeline, and you probably know yourself, if you saw that it was running for 16 minutes, you would have gone, no way, I don't have time for that. Yeah, I get them all the time, and I never watch them. Exactly. Whereas, I, don't, I don't watch them if they go for four minutes. Well, okay. The We were trained, we all grew up as kids watching uh, the 30-second commercial. Yeah. And it's like our brains have a, an attention span that was designed to get a message, quickly absorb it, and move on. Right. So there's a lot of data that says a very concise um, message is, is the way to go. However, there is research to show that if you're talking to an audience that is already familiar with your product or is hungry for more information and is you know seeking more depth, then yep. you can obviously extend the duration because it's, you know, it, it's horses for courses. In the, in the old days of traditional media, um, where you'd be running, a say, a full-page newspaper ad or something, there used to be a sort of an accepted um, rule that if you, were, if you were selling something cheap and nasty, keep the words down to a minimum. If you were selling something expensive like a Mercedes-Benz, mm-hmm. people want to read lots of copy, lots of detail. Is that a similar situation with video or does it not matter what you're selling? 
I I probably would view it slightly differently. I do appreciate, and I um, I remember going through ad school with 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 those um, formulas applied. Yeah. To me now, it's it's very much about the new generation that's coming through that fundamentally wants to be um, engaged with, and 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 we've got such a theme of storytelling that I think we've left behind some of those formulas and have gone much more. We're trading in emotions now. Yeah. And and if we can engage, and that's why video has the the, the compelling um, grip that it that it's got and continues to exert on on everyone, is because we want emotional content. We want to connect with the product, even if it's you know a, a, a plumbing item. You want to somehow have your pain point addressed. And that's where I, I think it, it, it's not so much um, the duration, it's the nature of the language and can we in, somehow engage with that emotional um, trigger. Yep. Even if, it's, even if it's a simple thing of starting to build trust, um, it's, it's how you're using the words, crafting that. And I think the key is if you're going to make an important piece of information about your business, I would consider the words from the aspect of what are they conveying on an emotional level. Right. So what are, what are the pros and cons about um, doing it yourself with um, BusyVid or hiring a professional videographer? Which would you do? I, I do mean, both. obviously, you use your own product, but... Well, oh, but, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing, Bob. Um, having come from the, you know, the... the the videography uh, side of the the woods. It's um, it's interesting to me that some of our partners that work with uh, our product are actually professional videographers. And so, what we coach everyone that comes on board is that there's a time when I would absolutely encourage you to get a professional in, get them to film it, and um, particularly if it was a, a company piece. Sometimes you're so close to your product or your business that you can tend to be your own worst enemy. You, you're, you're getting very worked up about it. You want to say too much. And a third person coming in and looking at the situation can be just what you need. Right. Uh, and they're also experts and they're very professional and good at, and it's very competitive now. You know, they're all feeling the heat so you can get um, excellent value. But that video, um, what I would encourage everyone to do is negotiate at the very beginning that you're going to own the material because right. what is a big shock to a lot of business owners is that they don't realize that they don't own the video that they paid a, a lot of money for right. unless they negotiated prior. So do that. Uh, then consider, uh, you see our system allows you to store all your video assets, whether it's professionally and externally shot or whether you've got user-generated content which is somebody, um, you know, sending you something that they've done their own little product review. I, I was looking at an app last night which did a whole lot of things uh, around restaurants and people are now starting to film the restaurant that they love to go to and, uh, and submitting that and they're just doing it because they love it. They want to get, you know, involved. Yeah. So I all that material can go in the cloud with our system and the trick is that wherever you are in, you know, if you're out and about, you're at the airport, whatever, you can access your video library from your mobile device and then you know work with it, send it to somebody, do whatever. So you don't have to think, oh, I've got to do it all myself. You can do a combination of 
outsourcing, giving certain projects to videographers. But then on the flip side, a videographer will look at it and say, you know, it's not worth my while trying to capture a testimonial for you because for one, it's expensive and for two, the moment you get the big camera out, the lights and everything else, that person who's ultimately a, a, a novice, you know, they're yeah. not a professional presenter, they freeze up, you end up with a rubbish result yeah. and everyone's, you know, regretting the fact that they did that. So I think a hybrid of the two is ultimately where most businesses will go. But in the beginning, uh, you can have a play around and, and get your eye in and see you know, what you can achieve yourself and, and remove some of the fear and hesitation because it's it's not expensive to get started. Okay. So I um, I understand, you know, I always thought quite a while ago, but before I sort of had my mindset changed, that um, social media was essentially about social. Um, but... Um, Everybody I talk to now say, says that Facebook is just such a powerful vehicle for selling stuff. And in fact, I was speaking to a social media expert the other day, and uh, this guy's really big in social media. Um, and he said, um, you know, we're almost at a stage where if you do Facebook right, you don't need a website. Mm. So... Mm. When we're looking at video and social media, what is there any any social media channel that works better than others, or are there some that you shouldn't do at all, or is there any that you need a different formula on one vehicle than another? Or look, I think if if, if a business owner is thinking in that uh, in that direction, there'll be. Um There'll be reviews because there's been a few articles written and it's not my area of expertise, but I, I am familiar enough to know that different platforms have a different flavor or personality, if you like. The one that's getting the most traction is, uh, is Facebook since they, um, again, uh, they're, now, they're now wanting to really emphasize video. So previously... You know, you'd whack up a picture and you're, you, you know, you sort of had this nagging reminder saying, oh, I need to do something with my Facebook page. Right. Uh, when you add video, you're, you're, you're getting um, apparently six times more activity as a consequence. You know, those the statistics. Yeah. But to me, and I'll, I'll give an example, uh, coming back to the professionals and everything, um, I worked with a... And actually, we had dinner last night, uh, an, an L.A. producer and um, had some very big brands, including like Red Bull and this sort of thing. Yeah. Now, we met at NAB two years ago. Right. And I thought, why is he talking to me? And it was fascinating because even with these massive budgets, he still had clients that wanted to have really quick video material but it was the sort of behind the scenes stuff because when you're doing a big production it can take days before the yeah. client gets the material back and that was the strategy they used on their social pages they liked videos that were not mainstream but a little bit behind the scenes so that there was an interest peaked because of those sort of followers or fans or you know that that audience likes that sort of material so that's how I would view it, it it's it's not your the same strategy as you would use on your website, for instance. Right. But it does have a really nice way to uh, round it out as a, as a business um, communication. 
Okay. iPhoneography. I've never heard of it. What does it mean? <laughs> it's a new word. iPhoneography. Spare me. Yeah, I know, I know. Okay, we have these words. Um, look, you know, three years ago when I was talking about this, people thought I had, you know... Either I had gone completely insane or I was speaking another language despite the accent. You know, no one understood um, the power of what was in their back pocket three years ago. Right. Then, you know, I'm thinking of an event that I've done now three years running. Uh, and at CBIT, the second year running, uh, people started to go, oh, okay, yep, yep, I sort of understand what you mean. Third year, they were three deep, you know, and they just got it. So there's this right. tipping point. Now, you know, you can drive down any uh, freeway, see the massive billboards, you know, shot on an iPhone 6. Yep. I believe now that uh, they've certainly done television commercials with uh, with iPhones, but I believe there's a television series, I think, in L.A. that they've I think there is, yeah. 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 The whole so show shot just, on iPhones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's just saying, okay, uh, this is no longer... Um, a toy, this is no longer a fad, this is some seriously good um, equipment that's so convenient. Get mm. your head around it and, and get on board. And yes, that's the silly term they've given it, but yeah. I've okay. Yeah. You, ju you just won a recent TEDx event held in Sydney at the uh, Sydney Opera House. Tell us mm. a bit about it. Is it unusual for a woman to use, you know, win these things? I mean, Australia is such a male chauvinist country. I'm surprised they let you win. Well, well. Um, <laughs> look, yes, it was it was it was nerve wracking. I think um, I learned an immense amount about public speaking. That was, um, yeah, a big challenge. Um, female entrepreneurs, yes, there's there's a lot of initiatives now to say, okay, let's let's um, even things up a little bit. I I don't know how genuinely deep that goes but certainly when you meet another female entrepreneur there's this little bit of bonding that goes on which is mm. uh which is good but overall i think um you know it's just business whether you're male or whether you're female sure. they, they actually had a, an interesting story recently about i think it was the frozen uh movie and they right. were attributing the success in part to the fact that they had both male and female um involvement in, in, in the whole production yeah. uh, and I guess there's that yin and yang that goes on so I think I would still be one for you know balancing it out it's just we have different ways of solving problems and um, and it's always nice to have the complement of, of both sides of the brain if you like so <laughs> yeah very diplomatic okay enough about all the general crap let's tell us a tell us a lot about or a bit about busy vid it's for those who are listening, it's B U S I V I D. So it's busy, as in business, mm -hmm. and vid, as in video. Very Correct. clever. Um, mm. So just tell us a bit about how it works. Okay. Um, well, essentially, um, we've got a, you know, to get everyone started, uh, it's, it's $50. We'll take your brand. We will animate it, so we've got thousands of animation effects, so we can do something very jazzy, very professional looking with, with your logo. You just need a simple JPEG, and um, you send that to us. Our designers will make it up, and then you download the app, which is free to use, so you can knock yourself out, 
make uh, make lots of videos. It's cost you 50 bucks, and what that will allow you to do is um, have an intro, outro, and a and a watermark or a you know your logo is burnt yep. into every frame in the corner, right. or wherever you decide you you would like it. Bottom right is typical. Right. And then it links automatically to your YouTube channel, which is free to set up, and I highly encourage you to um, do that as a business. It'll also link to your Facebook page, um, you know, LinkedIn, Vimeo, eBay. We've got eBay power sellers that are... Um, that's where we learned, actually, about the, the watermarking and putting the brand on every frame. There are other products that'll top and tail, but in order to copyright and, and make it your material... Uh, we're unique as a business because we're actually breaking every frame apart and burning that logo in, reassembling it and sending it back to your phone in you know, a matter of minutes. So you're going to have a very, very quick uh, turnaround time. I've stood at various events and grabbed something, branded it, published it to my um, YouTube page in typically under two minutes. So it's that speed that's great. Well, I, I love it. I, I, I saw it about some time ago. Was in a restaurant over lunch and a bottle of wine, I think, if I remember. Um, but um, I don't know why I didn't jump on it then. But I am certainly going to jump on it um, today or tomorrow or, or whatever because um, you know I'm, I'm involved in a few ventures and none of them have video and. Uh, you know, when you're as beautiful and as talented as I am, I mean, it's ridiculous not to take <laughs> not, to, not to take that opportunity. So, um, no, I'm definitely going to be going to be right on that. I love it. Um, how long? How much longer are you in town in LA? You go back to Austin? Well, I'm flying across to to Vegas uh, this morning. Uh, okay. We've got, a, we've got a very interesting uh, show we're attending. We're going to see how it goes. It's the um, the wellness industry, makeup, hair, beauty, all of that, and the amount of YouTube activity in that space is just phenomenal. I can imagine. And you can imagine also the, um, you know, we've got young young girls in their bedroom suddenly becoming YouTube stars, and so sometimes it's about a personal brand. So, I know. Yeah, I'm, and that's when you're talking about beautiful people, Bob. You know, you're amongst these girls that are <laughs> legends. <laughs> well, I and, met a kid. I met a kid last Saturday. Who was fifteen, and he's just made six and a half million dollars on YouTube. Good grief! I mean, the, the opportunities are extraordinary if you're talented enough to think of some way to capitalise on it. Exactly, and 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 really, all they're doing is exactly what we're proposing here, and that is, you know, become a personality in your industry. And and I think the other piece of advice I'd give uh, people that are listening is that. I had a huge hesitation to have the camera point at me because, you know, you always think, oh, I need to lose a couple more pounds or this or that. And, and I realized one day that it's, uh, I had someone track me down. They'd seen a YouTube video that I'd done on filming a car in under 10 minutes with voiceover, everything else, blah, blah, blah. It was a bit of a challenge. It was a competition that one of our clients was entering and fortunately they won. Right. But um, that little video had so many over a thousand views last time I looked and we did nothing with it you know we just sort of stuck popped it, it on there. there and pretty pretty much forgot about it you know and, and we should be walking our talk but you know it was we had a rebrand so we changed the company name when we went to the US so you know there were yep. other reasons but um, one day I got a phone call out of the blue from this uh, 
dealer, uh, you know, car dealer in Adelaide of all places. He tracked me down. But the message was so profound for me because he said, look, I watched that over and over and you changed the way I was thinking about my business. And then I realized it's not about me. It's about, you know, telling a story that will help another business. But it's the same as when you're talking face to face. You know, there's nothing that can be done about, you know, in fact, the, the hair all done and the, you know, all the excuses we come up with. Mm. not to do that video, they're irrelevant because you do it every day. You're talking to people every day. The only difference now is that you've just swung that iPhone around to um, to point at yourself and you're just being efficient um, yeah. having that conversation. That That's really the way to look at it. Helen, thank you very much for speaking with me on the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Now, if you'd like to know more about Helen, well, you're not going to find out any more about Helen on their website because... There isn't anything about her on the website. But if you want to know more about BusyVid, which is B-U-S-I-V-I-D, go to BusyVid.com. If you want to know about Helen, I don't know what you do. You go on to BusyVid.com and you look up the phone number and call them, I guess. Yes, now, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck Good luck in uh, in Vegas. And Thank you, I'll, I'll be back with more of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business right after this short break. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business Channel. Now, if you listen to this show, don't forget to scan across the rest of the great programs of Voice America Business well, Voice America in general, there's um, a whole range of different genres and you'll, you'll find heaps of stuff you like. Now, I don't know whether you like me but um, and find that you always sell your stocks way be, before they hit their peak because you're convinced that they're about to tank. In recent times, I made this mistake with Apple when I sold out and then the shares went through the roof and I did the same thing with Tesla thinking that um, – they weren't going to make it, and then all of a sudden the shares have gone up a hundred bucks. Well, don't feel so bad. In 1976, Ronald Wayne sold his 10% stake in Apple for eight hundred dollars. Today, it's worth fifty-eight billion. So you heard me right, fifty-eight billion, not million. He sold them for eight hundred bucks, and they're with worth fifty. Eight billion. Now that's what you say. That's what really selling out too early. Now here's what happened on the Internet of Things this week. On Wednesday night, Fitbit announced its official IPO price of twenty bucks a share. The stock closed Thursday, trading at twenty nine sixty eight, a forty eight percent increase from its IPO price, and taking the value to over six billion. So there's one you could have got into and made a lot of money. Fitbit is the clear leader in global wearables, shipping 4 million devices in Q1. 
of this year, more than one million more shipments than any of its competitors. Nest announced the launch of the Nest Cam. The new camera is an updated version of drop cams with improved resolution and night vision and can be used around the home for security monitoring. The camera will start shipping next week at $199, which is great price. California utilities are rolling out smart water meters to help enforce restrictions in response to the extreme drought. Now, these um, smart water meters can tell what time you're using water, how much you're using water. So if if you're using water or watering the garden or doing anything outside the hours that are specified, you get screwed. (laughs) Gogoro set the launch dates for its smart electric scooters. Connected cars are getting a great deal of attention right now, as we know, as they transform um, transportation in Western countries. But in Asia, it's scooters that rule the road. And uh, Taiwan-based Gogoro will drive down energy consumptions with its electric smart scooter, and they're going to start taking orders for those later this month. Tesla signed an exclusive agreement with Jeff Dahn, a professor at Dalhousie University in Nova Scotia and one of the world's top lithium-ion technology research to apply his research to Tesla batteries. In exchange... Tesla will provide financial support for Dan and his team of 20 researchers. Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak, who's a bloody smart boy, made headlines warning investors that he thinks the Internet of Things market is in full-blown bubble phase. However, his claims of this are overblown, according to a recent analysis from The Motley Fool. Now, whether it's Apple or Facebook, or Twitter, or Uber. All entrepreneurs look at these companies that are super successful and say, what do they do differently? We go out and we watch um, biographies on them, we read their books, and we do all of that, and then try to copy them. Well, the truth is, they just don't do everything right. They just excel at things that matter the most. Uh, Looking at a history of any top company will reveal the mess they went through to reach the pinnacle. Apple saw the famous Steve sacking. Facebook had an ugly falling out with the founders. Twitter was a game of musical chairs for the CEO. Uber's made a million mistakes in their international launches. So they're just a few of the troubles that um, most some of these most successful companies experience. So what makes them a runaway success? It's the way they work past their limitations and create game-changing products or services. The products are sufficiently great to overcome all of the screw-ups they make. So let's take Jobs, for example. People want to emulate everything he did, but the guy was a bastard. You talk to people who knew him and they say he was an asshole, but he was an amazing visionary. So... What made Jobs legendary was his vision and his innovation, not his behaviour. If anything, people were more more acceptable of his behaviour because of his technical genius. You know, often in sports, it's just a couple of key points in a game that decide the winner of a match. One player or one team made the right decisions on the most critical points, and that's pretty much how success stories for most companies go. So we have a lot of requests to send out a summary of each week's radio program, and we do that. 
Um, we've been doing it for about eight weeks with great results, and we, we thank you for that. We're avid users of LinkedIn, so become a contact of mine on LinkedIn or on Twitter or Facebook. We'd love to keep in touch with you. Thanks for joining us for this week's show, and we look forward to you joining us again next week. In the meanwhile, remember, if you're not really pushing the envelope, if you're not standing on the edge, you're taking up too much space. It's easier and much more rewarding to do the impossible than it is to do the ordinary. This is Bob Pritchard, and I look forward to your company again next week. You've been listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Please join us again next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy another week of success in your business and your life.